It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Can't they all just get along? <laughs> Along Harry Douglas, I'm Freddie Coleman. In for the boys today on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Presented by Progressive Insurance and ESPN Radio. Catches on Sirius XM Channel 80 as well as ESPN2. And we're not about to fight this one, right, Harry? How you doing, brother? I'm doing good, my man. Good to be on with you this morning, Freddie. Always good to be on with Harry Douglas. By the way, you can hit us up anytime you want on Twitter at Coleman ESPN and at HDouglas83. Don't forget the phone number as well, the triple eight say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Harry, the minute that I saw that whole Braveheart situation, that happened between the Rams and Bengals <laughs> at a joint practice. I said, so you're worried about the risk of players playing in preseason games. That seems to be the mantra in the National Football League. There was more of a risk for injury with that whole deal involving the two teams that met not too long ago in the Super Bowl earlier this year. Yeah, Freddie, and I'm, I'm kind of wondering about this whole thing because these two teams, like you just mentioned, just played in the Super Bowl and we've seen a guy like Aaron Donald, who I think is the best player in the National Football League, hands I down. I, I don't agree. care what anybody else has to say. I believe he's the best player in the National Football League. But he made two plays in that game, um, in the run game and then in the pass game, to help secure a Super Bowl victory for the Rams. So I'm kind of wondering if anybody from the Bengals felt some type of way <laughs> and tried to attack Aaron Donald. But I will say this, man. Aaron can't be out there hitting people with helmets like that. Donkey Kong sure. people. You can't do that. <laughs> you can't do that, man. You can't do that. I, lo- I love AD as a player. Um, I won't say I love him as a man as well. Mm-hmm. But when you have incidents like this, player safety is at risk. And you can't put other players at risk because you're swinging a helmet. Listen, he's not no little dude. Right. So his swings mm-hmm. and the force of him coming down, swinging a helmet on somebody – it could really hurt somebody, especially if it would have hit somebody with the, that had their helmet off. This is a guy in that would have been Donald. a whole other story. Yeah, this is a guy in Aaron Donald, Harry, that takes boxing classes in the offseason. He knows how to really hit you and hurt you if he really can. And yeah. you put a helmet in that dude's hands who knows how to swing his fists without having a helmet in them. Mm-hmm. I just it goes back to something you said before he got started. If somebody said something bad about his mother, said he smelled bad. Somebody had to have said something yeah. that set Aaron Donald off because that's the kind of guy that plays with controlled ferocity and he does not allow anything to get under his skin to that level. Based on what I have not seen that from him, Harry, any game he's played in the National Football League because if Aaron Donald wants to get you, he's going to get you. Oh, yeah. But he got to a level that somebody crossed the line and he wasn't having it anymore at that practice yesterday. But, Freddie, check this out. Aaron Donald... He does work out where somebody tries to stab him with knives. And he just knocks their hands off without really looking. You know what I mean? He does all this kind of training. But I will say this. You talk about training camp. You talk about joint practices. Mm -hmm. Uh, When I played, we had a ton of joint practices. And was I ever involved in some scuffles? Yes, I was. And just about every team, it's going to happen. Uh, coaches don't really want that to happen because they're really trying to get out there and get good work in against a different opponent because you're practicing against yourself so much. But you're going to have moments where players fight. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. The only thing I'm going to say, you don't, you don't want players doing this now. You don't want right. players throwing helmets. But then you yeah. also don't want players fighting six and seven times throughout a practice because right. they, come, they become unsuccessful then. Yeah. There's no reason in doing it. Right. Now, we, look, we see this year you, you had the Falcons and Jets. You had the Panthers and the Patriots. You had the Colts and the Lions. And now you got the Rams and the Bengals. And I'm pretty sure it's a, it's, it's a few more other teams mm-hmm. that got into the fights uh, during the joint practices. But – when you have too many within one, or like yesterday, if you're the Bengals and the Rams, you have to cancel it short right. because of things like this, then it takes away from the great work that you want to get out of it if you're a head coach on either side. Sevens hit us on Twitter, Coleman ESPN and HDougs83 saying, why is a fight at practice a news story? Come on, man, we're talking about practice. It's been going on for years. Hey, Sevens, not like that. That just sounds foolish when you put that kind of tweet out there saying that. What's the big deal? A man took a helmet and started swinging at dudes, and guys kept constantly fighting and fighting and fighting. You can have guys playing chicken fighting once in a while to practice. You're right. Those things go on, have gone on for years, but not to this level. And, Harry, I wonder, is it because of joint practices? Guys have fought at practices. Believe me, if you're going against the same dude day after day in training camp before you play an NFL game, you're going to get sick and tired of each other, even, even if you're related to that guy across the line of scrimmage or if you're mm-hmm. going to the guy one-on-one. But when you have these joint practices at a competitive volume, at a certain point, guys are going to get tired of each other trying to prove themselves, trying to make the football team, trying to show their worth, trying to get that testosterone level to a certain point. But this went way beyond the pale. This is not something that we yeah. saw yesterday with the Bengals and Rams that has gone on for years at practices, whether they're joint practices or just regular team practices in the NFL. And I tell you, I love joint practices because I think you can get a lot of work done offensively, defensively, and special teams. It's not often that you're going to be able to go against a, a one defensive unit if you're a one offensive unit uh, when the two teams are facing off every single day. Normally you're going against your own guys, but, hey, what if your own team are doing things that you're not going to see necessarily that year defensively, you know what I mean? Right. Or offensively. Now you get to go against other opponents and see where players that you're really evaluating, you want to get a strong evaluation of, how do they fare up against uh, this the number one corner, right? You drafted a rookie wide receiver number one in the first round, I mean in the first round, and you have a shutdown corner on the opposite side when you do one-on-ones. I want to see how my guy fares up. Or you have an offensive lineman that you drafted in the first or second round and you want to start those guys. How do they fare up against a, a premier defensive lineman or defensive tackle, defensive end? Those are the type of things you get to look at within these joint practices. But if guys are fighting all day long and coaches got to call practice up and cut it short, what is the point of doing it? And I really do believe that they're valuable. I honestly think they're a little bit, uh, it depends on the situation, a little bit more valuable than preseason games depending on who your team is. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, a lot of teams don't play their starters in preseason. So if you have an opportunity to go ones-on-ones throughout two straight practices, that's a hell of a lot of good work that you're able to get in as a, as a football team. Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman and Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio and ESPN2. The big question that came out of this whole brawl moment involving the Bengals and the Rams and Aaron Donald swinging that helmet violently at opposing Bengals players was, will he be suspended? Well, only the Los Angeles Rams can do that. The NFL can't mm-hmm. do that because yep. it was at a practice, not doing an NFL game. And a lot of people wondering about what is the difference between what he did and what Miles Garrett did for the Cleveland Browns when the Pittsburgh Steelers and he swung the helmet and hit Mason Rudolph. That was doing an NFL game and the NFL stepped yeah. in. You have why, to wonder. Why is, that, why is that even a question? Well, like, what's the difference? Because it's, people it's clear as all outdoors. Well, people don't know one the rules. One happened in practice, one happened in a game. Right, but people don't know the rules. They're thinking both of those things should be the same thing. 
what Aaron Donald oh, did you. and what Miles Garrett did, and they're not the same thing. That doesn't mean that there should not be a suspension handed down, but there's not one person in that organization. Look, Aaron Donald go, you know what? Naughty, naughty. You're going to set out the first two <laughs> games, including the first game against Buffalo. Nobody's suspending him, mainly because we don't know what led up to Aaron Donald having that kind of reaction, no matter how bad it looked, Harry. Whatever led up to that, there's not going to be a Rams organizational member that's going to say, He's wrong, and they're right, and he needs to sit out games. That ain't happening. Well, I'll say this. They, they may tell him he's wrong, but we're talking about a guy who's the best player in the National Football League. We're talking about a guy that the Rams won a Super Bowl a lot because of Aaron Donald and his individual play, mm-hmm. not just in the Super Bowl, but throughout the playoffs and throughout the entire season. So, yeah, if, if, if I'm the Rams organization and I'm in their front office, hell no, I'm not suspending no Aaron Donald. That's my best player on my entire team. No, right. he's not getting suspended. Put it this way. You may want him to be suspended. You may say the NFL needs to step in. The NFL's like, look, we got enough problems. We're not even getting involved in something that mm. we can't do that because I think it's been collectively bargained that the NFL can't suspend whatever happens at practice. That is a team issue. Either way, Aaron Donald getting the NFL headlines and the season is still less than two weeks away when the Rams and Bills open things up less than two weeks from now. Keep weighing in on Twitter, Coleman ESPN, and H. Douglas 83. I know you feel that Aaron Donald should be suspended or not be suspended. Give us your thoughts on that and hit us up at 888-729-3776. The San Francisco 49ers believe in Trey Lance. Will they regret not believing in keeping Jimmy Garoppolo as a failsafe? This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. 
With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio. Everywhere you are. Hello, Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. In for Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, as well as the ESPN app. And don't forget to tell your smart speaker. Just say play ESPN Radio. And we thought about this before the show got started, that if you could have an actual walk-up song, an actual fight song, let's say, Harry Douglas, you want to get into the ring. If you decide you want to mess with a handsome face of yours and you want to put on the boxing gloves and not have the gear and want to have a chance to do that, what would your walk-up fight song be? Uh-oh, I need my music. I need my music okay. right now. Yeah, oh nuck if you buck, boy, nuck if you now. buck. Yeah, that's a classic, Freddie. Back in the days when I was in Atlanta, you uh-huh. used to go to the house. That's back when house parties was bumping. Right. They knew that you couldn't play songs like this and Lil John and the Eastside Boys uh-huh. to like the last 20 minutes of the party. Right. Because if you played it at any other time, the party was going to get shut down. Whether it was a house party, whether it was a little, you know, teen club, it was getting shut down, hands down. Okay. I'm telling you right now. Because the South had something to say, right? The they can South say something. had something, and not S-O-U-T-H. Yeah, S-O-U-F. Yeah, the, the South, South had something to say. South, we got there something go. to say. My, I'm going to stick with the little East Coast. If I had a walk-up song, if I had to have a fight song, I'm going to get in touch with my inner Pete Rock. Ooh. A little two master for everybody. If Ooh. I'm walking into the ring with this, you know that Matty Coleman's boy means business. <laughs> if I got this rocking with me going into the ring, Harry, you know that the son of Matty and Freddie Coleman <laughs> in New York is ready to get it on, and he is not playing around. It's time to throw those hands. Exactly. <laughs> oh, get these hands. And, you know, not trying to advocate violence here. No, no, no. We're not going to Max, it, but, you know, you know. hey, we boxing. We just have a conversation. We right. have a conversation. But, but boxing, MMA, UFC, a lot of people rally around that. A lot of people love seeing those kind of things. And that's always been the best thing for me. What is the fight-up song? What is the walk-up song that a fighter's going to bring with him into the ring? Because that, t- that can set the tone, depending on how the opponent reacts, how the crowd reacts. That's always been a fun part about MMA, UFC, and boxing as well, Harry. Yeah, and and – you look at artists, I remember Lil Baby coming out, I can't remember who he came out uh, with uh-huh. during a, a boxing match or was it a UFC match, but I actually like when the artists are there live rapping when these, right. when these, when these uh, boxers or UFC fighters, when they're coming out. I think it's unique. That's what I love. I'm glad you mentioned that because more guys get more and more unique with their presentation more than ever before. Mm-hmm. In 21st century sports and entertainment, the more you can catch eyeballs, the more you can shade other people That's at right. their expense for you, the better it's going to be for you. We're starting to see in the National Football League at times where guys are doing that on the football field, even college football. And, but it's all about your brand, man. Yeah. Getting out there, getting people to love you and want to watch you on a consistent basis. Yeah, if you can brand yourself and people give you that attention, all gravy, baby, all gravy. Harry Douglas, Freddie, coming in for the boys today on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, also on your smart speaker by saying play ESPN Radio, as well as on the ESPN app and ESPN2. Before we get into the concern level that maybe should be with the San Francisco 49ers with Trey Lance as starting quarterback and might having mm-hmm. regret about not having Jimmy Garoppolo as a failsafe, they want to move on from him and maybe cut him. A couple of people want to weigh in about the whole Aaron Donald, Cincinnati Bengals, Rams situation at a practice, joint practice with these two teams yesterday. 
a brawl broke out, and Aaron Donald got he whatever was said, whatever was done to him, he had enough to swing his helmet violently. People are wondering what should be the discipline. There should be a discipline. A couple of people want to weigh in, Harry, at triple eight, say ESPN, eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Mike in Milwaukee, what do you got to say? Hey, good morning, gentlemen. Thanks for taking my call. Absolutely. Don't sweat the technique. Attaboy. 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 Big Mike in Milwaukee town, attaboy. (laughs) (laughs) So you cancel favoritism to a $100 million man if it was in a game, if it was some five, five, uh, you know, a lonely guy that was, you know, fighting for a spot, fifth uh, offensive lineman, or Aaron Rodgers. You swing a helmet, that's a violent move with a weapon. You've got to suspend them. And I would have to say four games. Oh, wow. He went strong on that with four games. <laughs> and I hear his point because yeah. you can't allow those kind of things to happen at a practice or really in anything. Yeah. If a player decides to take Justice Harry into his own hands, I'm a firm believer there should be some kind of discipline. Here's the deal. The Rams would do that to – Player number 54, not player number one when it comes to Aaron Donald. They're not going to do that. I I think the if you're the Rams, right, you look at this and you meet with Aaron Donald, y'all have a nice little talk. But I think what they're going to do is probably find him, right? You can find him a little sure. little money, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, now, don't, don't get me wrong. Aaron Donald's making a ton of money, and he might not miss it. But I think for them to be able to save face a little bit, they're going to have to at least find him. I don't think they're going to because yeah, yeah they're going to st- – what's the old country song? Stand by your man. They're going to stand by their man yeah. when it comes to Aaron Donald, especially when he's been able to stand by this organization through lean times before finally winning a championship last year. Dan, in my hometown of New York, Dan, what do you have to say about this, my friend? Hey, guys. Just wanted to say it's awesome to talk to you. Um, big you. fan of the show. Appreciate you. So, uh, first off, I'm a big Raider fan, so it pains me to bring this up, but – you're saying the NFL can't step in and practices, but they weren't letting AB practice with a with a non-conforming helmet. Uh, that that wasn't a team decision to not let him practice. That was a league decision to not let him practice because of a safety issue. This is a big safety issue happened in practice, and now you're saying the league can't step in and do anything about Aaron Donald. Kind of well, to me, it's not really apples and oranges. It's kind of the same thing. Well, here's the thing. We got to remember that at one point the NFL was being sued because of concussions and that whole nine. So when you talk about uh, player safety and you talk about helmets, and I remember, Freddie, because I had a, a certain kind of helmet that I wore mm-hmm. when I was with the Falcons, right? Right. And I think my last year, and then when I got to Tennessee, my helmet switched, and I was highly, highly upset. I, I won't say I was upset to the point that AB was, right. but I was mad because I was so accustomed and used to a certain helmet that I wanted to use. But they was like, listen, it's player safety. This is coming from the NFL. You can't use the helmet that you normally use. So I think when you look at it from that standpoint, uh, the concussions and people wanting to sue the NFL and how they want to cut down on them. Mm-hmm. And I'm, by any means, I'm not saying that what Aaron Donald did – uh, is good and he should be, you know, praised about it. I'm just right. saying that's the difference. When you, the NFL is going to protect the shield, right? Sure. And by doing that, you talk about concussions and people going and suing them, right. that's a way of doing it. Right. Harry you Dog- see, they had those little booties on right now on their helmets. Right. Uh huh. Because they don't want to get sued because they love money and power. Yep. That's the NFL loves. And if they can keep both of those things the way they want it to their standards, then yeah, they're going to be hypocritical. 
because yeah. it involves money and power. We're going to push the conversation when it comes to Trey Lance and should the 49ers have regret if they don't keep Jimmy Garoppolo. We'll do that in 30 minutes here on Keyshawn, J. Will and Max and ESPN Radio and ESPN2 with Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. People want to continue to weigh in about this. Aaron Donald, Bengals, Rams joint practice. Fight breaks out. Multiple fights break out. Aaron Donald swung his helmet and made a couple connections, swinging violently. Should the NFL step in and do something, or should they leave well enough alone because they can't step in because it was at a practice and not at a game? Titus in Florida at 888-729-3776. Titus, what say you? Hey, good morning. How are you, boss? Good morning, guys. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. I do not feel that AD should be suspended. It happened in practice, and that's where it needs to stay. Now, I also am a homer as the only uh, Rams fan in South Florida. <laughs> However, <laughs> keeping it real, there's a lot of things that these guys, would, that they get away with in practice that they couldn't do on the field from what they listen to, the length of their socks, the color of their, their, their shoes, because it's practice. It's unfortunate, but in the words of AI, it's just practice. Yeah, well, so let the Rams find them. They paid them over $190 million. Let them take a little bit of money away. Uh, but other than that, that's just the way I feel about yeah, it. It, it, it. I'm not just going to trivialize it. By the way, thanks for the phone call on the kind words, number one. And number two, I'm not going to trivialize it by saying it was just practice because more than ever before, there's more of an emphasis on how much can you put in practice, Harry, with, mm-hmm. but not for preseason games. And starters not playing as many as much time in the preseason like yep. they used to. So I'm not going to minimize it by saying it's just practice, but I will say this. Because it was a joint practice, there were cameras around everywhere. When they had joint practices about five, ten years ago, you didn't have a lot of cameras around. You may have seen bits and pieces here, but there were plenty of that around that this wound up taking a whole different level, Harry, because it was seen and it was not stopped and everybody saw how many fights were going at that practice. That's why it's taken on the level that we've seen with Aaron Donald, that helmet, and everything that led up to that situation. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to be honest. If you're AD, you got to know, man, you can't do this. You, especially Absolutely. Yep. who you are. And, uh, someone hit us up on Twitter, Freddie, and I kind of like what he said. Oh, he, he said Aaron Donald, a veteran player, uh, made a rookie mistake. This is mm-hmm. something that you would expect from a young player, right? Not a veteran player like, uh, like Aaron Donald uh, taking your helmet off and – and swinging at someone. Yeah. I'll be honest, I mean, you really shouldn't expect it from a rookie either. Right. So uh, I thought it was an immature move, but do I honestly think that the Rams are going to suspend a guy like Aaron Donald? No, not at all. That's why I said, listen, to, for them to even save face, they at least got to hit him with some kind of fine. Now, what that amount is doesn't have to be told, doesn't have to be disclosed to anyone. That could be between the team and Aaron Donald. But just – you got to find them so you can save face for your organization at least. Nathan Miller had a great tweet at Coleman ESPN saying, let this be a lesson to the NFL and the commissioner not to mandate previous Super Bowl contestants to hold August joint practices against each other for reasons exactly <laughs> like this. Emotions spilling over from a few months ago. Nathan is spot on. That's a good point. Yeah, If you're going to have a joint Tell practice you. as contentious as that guy at the end of that game, you know there were hurt feelings from the Bengals, even though three of the five offensive linemen were not there in that Super Bowl early this year, Harry. But you know, you look at Aaron Donald saying, that blankety-blank kept us from winning the championship. Or that referee's call cost us a game. Then you have a joint practice. You know somebody said something, and Aaron Donald responded. And the next thing you know, Mel Gibson, they may try to take our rings, <laughs> but they won't take our freedom. <laughs> I'm not trying to minimize it, just trying to lighten it up. But, look, hey, these kind of things happen. You top that with it's hot outside. Yeah, you don't know how point. many reps you've been going. You're tired. 
all these things. You don't know who gave who a little extra shove at the end of the play. True. All those things, man, are, are factored into this whole ordeal. But if I'm the Cincinnati Bengals, I'm feeling some type of way that he wrecked my damn Super Bowl <laughs> opportunity to, to get a ring. So, yeah, I'm going to have a little bit more. I'm going to play with a little bit more edginess when I go in here to this joint practice. No doubt about that. Great stuff from Harry Douglas. Joining me, Freddie Coleman, in for the guys today, and Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio. Also, tune in to us on the ESPN app, as well as your smart speaker by saying play ESPN Radio and ESPN2. This is what happens when you hang out with Stephen A. Smith, and his name is Jerry Jones. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. 15 minutes from the blessing and the curse when it comes to the hot boy Trey Lance taking over the San Francisco 49ers at quarterback. <laughs> See, Freddie. This is what you do when you're up this early. You're not up this early like I'm usually am not. Oh, man, Freddie. <laughs> That's in 15 minutes with Harry Ducks and Freddie Coleman in for the boys on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio and ESPN2 and also on your smart speaker, play ESPN Radio. Meanwhile, this is what happens, Harry, when you hang out with Stephen A. Smith in first take and you mm-hmm. say something that will leave people scratching their heads. And that person's name is Jerry Jones. Now, normally, he'll say a lot of things <laughs> that will leave me as a Cowboys fan scratching my head, and that line is long. Mm-hmm. When he was on first take yesterday, Jerry Jones said this about the Cowboys' success, and it starts with Ezekiel Elliott in 2022? There is no question he was limited. Nobody wanted to say that, but he was very limited. He's in the best shape he's ever been in. Now, it is still a fact. We go as Zeke goes. I know it's a lot on Dak's shoulders, but we go as Zeke goes. He's very capable of being everything we've ever wanted to be. The wild card, though, is the guy that's playing beside him, Pollard. 
That's right. And so we put Pollard in some plans that with Zeke for the defenses to have to work against midweek and be ready to play. Then you've got Pollard. We really like where we are at running back. But it all starts and stops with Zeke. I agree 100% with what Jerry Jones is saying. Now, I know a lot of people are going to look at Ezekiel Elliott and say, you know what, he wasn't healthy last year. He has a lot of tread on the tires. He's not that same guy. As you get older each year, yes, we know running backs aren't going to be the same, but I still believe that Ezekiel Elliott has a lot in the tank. And when I look at this football team, I agree with Jerry in saying that this team goes as Ezekiel Elliott goes, especially offensively. Because when you're running the football effectively, that's going to open up a lot more in the pass game, which the Dallas Cowboys, let's be honest about it, they're going to need this year. They can't just say we're going to go out here and throw the ball 35 to 40 times a game and expect to win week in and week out. There's a handful of quarterbacks in the National Football League that can do that. If you want me to name them, I'll name them. Mm -hmm. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, and I'll even throw Josh Allen in there because they don't even run the damn football effectively. He, he, he was the second leader rush on this team with over 750 yards. So they throw the football and pass it around like that. So there's only a handful of guys in this league that can go into a football game and say, you know what, we're going to throw 35, 40 times a game and expect to win. It just doesn't work like that. you got to be balanced. Majority of the teams have to be balanced. But then you would look at a guy like Tom Brady. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they try to uh, inquire, uh, inquire balance within their offense. They want to be balanced. Uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers, they want to be balanced in rushing the football because they understand that you have to do so. But when you have a guy like Ezekiel Elliott, when he's healthy and he's getting downhill, he's one of the toughest running backs to tackle, but then you sprinkle in some Tony Pollard as well. I would like to see them a lot more this year go 21 personnel, that's two backs, one tight end, two receivers, yeah. or go 22 personnel, that's two backs, two tight ends, and one receiver. It just figure out a way for these backs, or 20 personnel, right? Mm-hmm. That's two That's two uh, running backs, three receivers. Now, I don't know where the hell the other two receivers going to come from <laughs> because that, that's, they're just deficient in that department. Maybe when other guys get healthy and they come back, James Washington and Michael Gallup. But I want to see these two running backs on the football field be effective. But here's a chess piece, Freddie. Right. That offensive line has so many question marks. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to start now a rookie that you drafted in the first round, Tyler Smith out of Tulsa, because of the injury to Tyron Smith. Now, Smith has been hurt the last few years off and on, and he's missed a ton of games. So it's not like that's a huge blow. And you have ample time to try to get Tyler Smith ready. You still have, what, 16 days to the day. That's what, just a little bit over under three weeks uh, to get him ready to play against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But here's a newsflash. Guess who the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have opposite on their own line, on their, on their defensive line? Akeem Hicks, mm-hmm. Vita Vea, mm-hmm. Joe Tryon, who Maybe. I think is going to have a big year this year. Come on Shaq now. Barrett. Come on now. Levante David, Devin White. In the lap. They have some doggone dogs over there on defense. Yep. So if Jerry Jones wants this to be right, then the offensive line better get right. But Dallas, when they played Tampa last year in the first game, they knew they couldn't run the football against that defense because Tampa was one of the better defensive teams versus the run. So they tried to do a lot more on the perimeter. When you don't have an Amari Cooper, when you don't have a uh, Michael Gallup out there, how are you going to get those plays? You have to utilize Tony Pollard in the correct ways. So I'm putting this onus on Kellen Moore. Be more dynamic in your run scheme and your run game so this run game can help Dak out a lot more because he already has a ton on his shoulders. Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman and Keyshawn J. Will and Max and ESPN Radio and ESPN2. <laughs> Here's the deal with Jerry Jones. This is what happens 
when you're in the helicopter way too long with Stephen A. Smith <laughs> before first take happens. Because Jerry Jones was feeling the moment. Mm-hmm. Everybody's down there at the star in Frisco, Texas. Stephen A. Smith didn't have the cowboy hat. He and Molly Curran, Michael Irvin. Jerry Jones loves himself some Jerry Jones. Mm-hmm. He loves himself some Dallas Cowboys. But he also knows this. The way the Cowboys are going to be successful is that they have to get back to the 1990s. they got to get back in the hot tub time machine. And he wants Ezekiel Elliott to do for his quarterback, Dak Prescott, what Emmitt Smith did for Troy Aikman, where the passing game complemented the running game and not the other way around. Mm -hmm. Jerry Jones has put it out there. Hey, Zeke, I'm putting this on you. Yeah, the offensive line's in flux. Dak Prescott, this is his football team. But I'm putting this on you. I know what kind of running back and what kind of bell cow to use that old word that you can be for this team, not just offensively, but defensively. This is Jerry Jones's way of reducing pressure on the guy that he gave the most money to. And that is Dak Prescott, because Jerry Jones has seen the more pressure that's on Dak Prescott, the Cowboys don't seem to rise above that level. And that's not to say that Dak Prescott can't do it. But Jerry Jones is trying to reduce that pressure to say, we know we need our quarterback to be exceptional. We need our quarterback to be extraordinary. But, hey, Zeke, it can't just be on Dak. you got to help him out. It can't just be about Tony Pollard. you got to help him out. Because Jerry Jones knows, even in modern football, Harry, if you're not two-fisted, if you're trying to win one-fisted, you're going to lose to the San Francisco 49ers in the first round like what happened last year. He's putting all this in Ezekiel Elliott to reduce pressure on his offensive line and, more importantly, the quarterback that he gave a lot of money to before last season when it comes to Dak Prescott. Yeah, and I got to be honest, though, Freddie. You look at a guy like Ezekiel Elliott, he's getting paid a lot of money, too. So they need him to step up and perform this year and be even better than he was last year. Now, granted, he was injured, but when I look at the Cowboys' schedule, right, in the first game of the year, they're going against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who we understand has Tom Brady. They played them the first game of the year last year. It was a shootout. It was phenomenal. Uh, but the Tampa Bay Buccaneers came out with that victory. That's on Sunday night football. Then week two, they're going against the Cincinnati Bengals. One thing I know about Cincinnati, that they have playmakers. They have yeah. one of the better skill position groups uh, in the National Football League. They have Joe Burrow at quarterback. So in my eyes, they're going to put up points. So if you are the Dallas Cowboys, you're going to have to play a little ball control. Right? Can, can we run this football, keep this ball away from that offense and those weapons? Then week three, they have the Giants. Uh, then they have the Washington Commanders, which mm, if, if they can be right, Chase Young not there right now. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to that defensive line being better. Right. But the next two are against the Los Angeles Rams, who won the Super Bowl last year. And they have a guy, Aaron Donald, which we were talking about earlier this morning, who's the best player in football. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only do they have Aaron Donald, you talk about having three key pieces at all levels on defense, Aaron Donald, Bobby Wagner, and Jalen Ramsey. How many teams can sit there and tell you they have all pro at each level defensively? Not many. But then the next game against Philly, who I think has a better roster um, and will have a better year than the Dallas Cowboys because of the people on their roster. Now, pro football focus, I think, ranked them seventh uh, roster-wise overall, and I think the Dallas Cowboys are 16th. Now, I got that stat from Himbo, and I got to give Himbo some love because right. when I was on Get Up, uh-huh. he gave it to me. L- listen, I'm still, I was still learning. I was supposed to mention Himbo's name while I was on Get Up. I didn't. So, Himbo, I'm showing you that love right now on KJM, my man. <laughs> By the way, Gourmet Chef Kev hit us on Twitter at Coleman ESPN <laughs> and at HDUGS83 saying, I love the way J.J. ride or die with his players that he believes in. I can't stand the Cowboys but the owner will die on a hill for them. There's no doubt about that, that Jerry Jones loves that team and loves everything that that team represents. They are the most valuable franchise 
in sports in the United States when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't want that value to just be what I like to call paper tiger value, where you're that valuable, but you have not won a championship since 1996. That was the last time the Dallas Cowboys were in the Super Bowl. He is sick and tired of the Cowboys being talked about but having nothing to show for it. Dak Prescott is tired of that too because even Dak Prescott said, hey, I still believe in this football team. If you don't believe in us, then what are we doing here? Then you don't need to be here. Jerry Jones doubled down but moved that pressure away, Harry, from his quarterback. He said, hey, Zeke, I know you got 1,002 yards last year, but a 17-game season, you didn't even average 59 yards rushing per game. I know it's a two-back system, Harry, in the National Football League, but that's his way of telling Zeke, you got to get us at least 75 to 80 yards rushing per game. And if you do that, then you're going to be better served, we're going to be better served, and everything else. And then maybe the next time he's in a helicopter with Stephen A. Smith doing <laughs> first take, he'll have another championship ring, and they're having Stephen A. Smith make in front of him and Cowboys fans and Jerry Jones running off at the mouth because he got caught up in the moment on first take yesterday with Stephen A. Smith and the crew. And I say this, too. When you have two guys in the backfield, and Tony Pollard is amazing and was amazing for this team last year. Yep. But if you're Ezekiel Elliott and you're looking at Tony Pollard, no hating situation. I'm just saying you're just overviewing, looking at things that happened and transpired last year. Tony Pollard had 100 less carries than you last year mm-hmm. and only had a little bit under 300 uh, yards short of what yep. you had. 719 you, and 5.5 per carry. Yep. You have to be more productive. And both of these running backs you can utilize in the pass game. I remember the year before last, Ezekiel Elliott being one of those guys that you can give the ball to on a screen or a swing pass, Absolutely. and you can count on him getting you 10, 12, 15, because he's so hard to tackle in the open field. Secondary defenders are not going to want to come up and tackle Ezekiel Elliott one-on-one in the open field. It's just playing out in day, not going to happen. So you utilize him in those ways. Uh, he was hurt last year, so you didn't really want to. But you have two phenomenal backs who can not only rush the football but can catch the football out of the backfield. Utilize it and take advantage of opposing defenses. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us. And Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max and Jerry Jones, hoping that Ezekiel Elliott will get in the zone for the Cowboys this season. Get in the zone is brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Let's talk a little bit more football where we'll talk about the San Francisco 49ers. They've given Trey Lance the keys to the kingdom but they still have Jimmy Garoppolo on their roster. Always great to have Sam Acho, ESPN football analyst. Great follow on Twitter, at the Sam Acho. He is down in the seaport of New York City to join us to talk about the San Francisco 49ers and the Dallas Cowboys as well. But, Sam, I'm going to start with your initial reaction when you saw that brawl that happened at yesterday's practice, multiple brawls, but involving the Bengals and the Rams and also Aaron Donald swinging a helmet at a player. What was your initial thought when you saw all of that? Well, see, I'm a little bit – accustomed probably in the right word but when you've played in the NFL or you've played in college you know that brawls happen and fights happen especially towards the end of training camp like it's the end of training camp you have people who are like full of emotion and like ready to be done and so like I wasn't you know the sound like the video and the sound obviously incite some sort of reaction number one and number two um there no one's there's no place for swinging helmets especially yeah you know I mean in the end in anything but but Part of me says, I look back at my experience, I've been involved in plenty of fights in the NFL. I've, <laughs> I've, uh, even in college, right, I've seen stuff like this happen. And so for me, I'm a little bit um, accustomed isn't the right word, but I've seen stuff like that before, maybe not to that extent. Um, but you understand, like, dude, this is the trenches. This is the O-line, the D-line. Like, you're pushing, you're pulling, you're all that stuff every single play. And so um, I, I understand people's outrage, especially on the outside. 
I also understand the the outrage or frustration on the inside. Guy saying, "Man, swinging helmets, come on!" But I also understand emotion and how sometimes like you're on an, you're on like a like it's like to the max, right? In right. the tra- to the max. So so <laughs> yeah. um, I wasn't like shocked and and you know taken aback. Um, but obviously, there's no place for that in football. What was the best fight you were involved in? Best fight. Me and Kyle Long got into it a couple times. The issue at Kyle is just a big body dude, right? So like I, right. I was just trying to hold. We were doing, we were, uh, we were. It was like a in, in training camp. Like this always happens in training camp, right? In training camp, we were stuff had kind of been broiling up for a little bit, and I think something happened. There was a oh yeah, we was field goal team, and so like we had done our offense defense stuff. It was field goal, field goal block, and I was doing my job, doing my thing, and Kyle was lined up at the tight end position and. Apparently he had he was supposed to run a fake. Well, I covered him on the fake because I'm you know just whatever like mm-hmm. doing my thing, and he was mad at me. So like we were kind of <laughs> hustling, tussling. Like he turned it, you know, like it's like you know, and he's like a huge dude. So like there was like an elbow that came in my vicinity. I don't remember if I dodged it. Or I remember if I fell. Down. I don't. I think I actually low key fell down, which I don't like to admit. Um, but anyways, like and Kyle and I became close, you know. But but yeah, stuff like this training camp stuff happens. Like that's the thing. Like you have ninety guys in in a close environment for three weeks. So like I've been involved in a few fights in my day, but obviously the swinging of the helmet and then watching it and then hearing it, yeah, that is is no good. I tell you, the reason why I'm laughing so hard is because Kyle Long had an opportunity to get on big man balling before it even started, and you covered him, <laughs> hey. and he was mad about you covering him. And I think I might have, like, known the play before. You know, because I'm over here, I'm like, why, why is Kyle looking? Kyle, you looking like you're, in a, in a, like you're about to run a route. Let me, let me go ahead. And they were, like, oh, hoping man. it was going to be – and I was like, oh, I'm going to cover this, thinking I'm doing my job. Kyle's like, oh, no. So, anyways, that was that. That was that. <laughs> but I want to I want to ask you about um, Trey Lance, who's now the starting quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers. We've seen the game last night. What are your takeaways from his outing uh, uh, in the pr- final preseason game last night for yeah. the 49ers? Yeah, my biggest takeaways, and funny enough, I, obviously I played def- I played defensive end, outside linebacker. There was a couple of throws that he missed. I get it, but my biggest takeaways was man, there may be opportunities for the defense to go after that ball. Right, there were a couple plays mm-hmm. in there. I know there was that one, there was that run third and seventeen early in the first quarter, six minutes left, where he it wasn't a sack. He got tackled, you know, for a one yard gain, and there was a penalty on the back end. But I saw that ball hanging loose, and so if I'm a defender, I'm thinking, oh man, this guy, yes, he's athletic, he loves to run, but he needs to work on his ball security because that's an that's an opportunity. There's another play later on in the game, maybe it was early second quarter, or late in the first, where he rolled out to the left, or there was pressure. He slid to his left and he threw it, and somebody tipped it. And, it, you know, one of those plays where it's like, oh, just incomplete. But that was really close to a fumble. Right. And so, for me, this game, I didn't see – you know, there, like I said, there was a throw that he missed. There was a roll, there was an early play where he avoided Jerry Hughes and kind of skipped one in the ground. But for me, I'm saying, hey, uh, defense, when we play this guy, if he does decide to scramble, get that ball out. Mm-hmm. Trampoline off of that, by the way, Sam Acho joining Freddie Coleman, Harry Douglas on Keyshawn, J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio and ESPN2. How much of a reservation should the 49ers have about moving on from Jimmy Garoppolo despite giving the keys to the kingdom to Trey Lance, a quarterback, Sam? They should have no reservation. Okay. They should have no reservation whatsoever. This is the decision they made. I think it's a great decision. I mean, we are – season doesn't start for another two weeks and maybe some change. And so even like the, the – there's going to be learning a learning curve that Trey Lance experiences, and that's normal. Uh, that's very normal. And so – there shouldn't be any reservation. They've made their decision. People, I'm sure you all have heard the phrase, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. <laughs> well they are done. of a singular mind. 
They know, and I and I believe them, right? Kyle Shanahan offensively, they've been second in yards per attempt the last two years, only behind MVP Aaron Rodgers. So I think Kyle Shanahan knows what he's doing, but he also knows where he wants to go. And so there shouldn't be any reservations whatsoever because there's going to be growing pains. And also, we haven't even seen those yet because it's just the preseason. Now, yesterday, Jerry Jones happened to be on first take. And you know Jerry loves attention. He loves the camera. But he also said on first take that Ezekiel Elliott has to be the focal point of that offense. And he has to be the engine. Uh, Do you agree with that take? I don't. I don't. And I I, I hear where he's coming from. And he's he's the – He's got the keys, right? He's giving out the keys to everybody. Mm-hmm. Like he, it's his show. It's Jerry's world, right? The stadium in it's, it's Jerry's Jerry's world is what people call it in, in Texas. And so, it's Jerry's world. We're living in it. But in a lot of ways, if you just look at the stats, in their six game winning streak last year, remember like week two to week seven or week eight, there's a bye week in there when they averaged like 150 something yards per game rushing. It wasn't just Zeke. It was Zeke and Tony Pollard. Both of them averaged, Each of them averaged over five yards a carry. So for me, it's about that balance. You don't want an injured Zeke going into the playoffs. You don't want an injured Zeke at all like you saw last year. You want Zeke to be healthy. And how do you get him healthy? It's balance. It's not just trying to force feed him the rock. How do they do that with that offensive line in flux? Well, number one, you get Tony Pollard more involved, right? I know, I know, that, uh, I know that you talk about Tony – at least Tony Pollard could be talked about as a wild card, et cetera. But you don't treat him as a wild card. You try and share some of the load, share the carries. Not necessarily running back by committee, but – Share the load. And number one, Tyler Smith, you were drafted first round. You're a former left tackle. They should put him back at his spot. Let him go play left tackle. That's fair. Hey, Sam, always appreciate your brother. Keep it the great work and avoid fights with Kyle Long and the family, okay? Man, it's too late. We've been in plenty of them. There's a couple more I didn't even want to get into. But, I, you know, before they start getting video camera on me. And, so. Kyle Long tried to get on big man balling. And Sam Otto said, hell, hell no, no, not today. Not on my watch. Appreciate y'all. Hit him on Twitter. The Sam Otto does a great job as an ESPN football analyst. Sam Otto joining Freddie Coleman and Harry Douglas, part of Keyshawn, Jalen Max. Harry, were you ever involved in a fight at pre? season camp you know what was the best fight you involved Listen, in freddie i've been in a ton of fights i used to get in fights in games freddie mm-hmm. it was it was no issue for me it was what it was i, I had a short fuse though it was just oh really just what i did it, it was what it was too so another mr attitude to tap you on the shoulder and say harry sit down i'll handle this i got it don't worry <laughs> okay no no at the time at the time all 180 pounds of me too yeah okay, right sometimes <laughs> you gotta bring what you got no matter how much it is the real when it comes to the comeback of Tom Brady back in Tampa Bay. That's next with Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.